Hi there, I'm Michael Clark, and he's Mike Pereira. Together, we're the hosts of Mid-Credit Scene, a podcast about movies. And this is a Mid-Credit Minute, a kind of bonus mini-episode where we talk about big, important things like snacks, double features, and more. In this episode, our most recent guest, communicator Anna Beard, weighs in. One that I always come back to, because people get worked up about Die Hard, but no one talks about Gremlins. Is Gremlins like, because, I mean, it's literally about a Christmas present that goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that Gremlins has, has a stronger claim to being a Christmas movie in that Christmas plays a plot element of it. And there are those films like Home Alone is, is, is explicitly about Christmas. They're trying to get home for Christmas. Um, or any of those movies like The Family Stone or Four Christmases, where, where Christmas is, if you removed Christmas from that narrative, the narrative falls apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And and for me, Gremlins is like, it's integral. The whole, the whole plot device is a Christmas present, right? And then, and then the, the juxtaposition of these horrible things happening at a time that's supposed to be about family and like, you know, the story that she tells about her dad coming down the chimney and like. And, um, and, and even if uh, it's not, what they were going for when they made it but looking back on it you could see it as a big metaphor for the commercialism of christmas where you have something that's cute and cuddly given as a gift and it turns into this giant monster if you think of gizmo as a tickle me elmo that just takes over the culture and and uh, commercialism run and and uh, uh, uh capitalism run amok the gremlins are the personification of capitalism destroying this town uh you know one bite at a time they they overrun the bar they uh destroy the bank they 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 destroy all the businesses they blow up the movie theater uh it could be seen as a a a great big metaphor for uh the the consumerism of christmas destroying the the meaning of christmas or the state of the economy in 2021 a metaphor i will say that was clearly lost on the creators of the furby I was just going to say, there's no way, no way. They're so, they're so stinking ugly. Oh my God. I never. Well, he, they, like they got sued by the Gremlins franchise. They were like, like, come on, this is clearly a ripoff. Anyways, it's just funny that like, if you look at it through that lens of it's an indictment of like this, and then someone went out and basically made this very popular toy. Literally, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, Black Christmas. I don't know if you guys know that one. So this is like a slasher oh. film. It's actually the movie that's credited. Oh yeah, then I definitely don't know it. It it, it was made in the uh, I think in the late sixties. I want to say sixty eight, but it's basically credited maybe the early seventies. But it's basically credited with like starting the slasher genre. Like John Carpenter like was like saw Black Christmas and like was like I'm gonna make Halloween. And, uh, you know, the the Jason movies, all of these things spin off of, but they're like Black Christmas kind of originates the slasher genre. And it's a Canadian film. And they just remade it a couple of years ago. So they did uh, remake it a couple of years ago, Orig- the original film. But I mean, like, you know, Christmas is like a plot device in this, right? It's like, you know, at this again, like Gremlins, it's turning this idea of this family thing on its head. Well, and then that in that same family is uh, the movie from, I think, 2018, Krampus, which very much, uh, you know, built off of the the internet meme, but it was a, a horror comedy with starring 
uh, Adam Scott and uh, Tony Collette. Uh, but it was, it is by any definition of a, a Christmas movie, a Christmas movie. It's about a, an extended family getting together for Christmas. Uh, and instead of like, but they're all horrible people and they are slowly victimized by the Krampus who is visiting them and visiting punishment upon them. Uh, which was, it was nice to see a Christmas film that like found a new side to the formula. Uh, so right. like rather than Santa or an angel bringing the family together and making them learn their lesson, it's like, no, 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 you're all monsters. You're going to be punished. <laughs> I need to really take some time and explore like the internationalization of holiday films because like I would love to see a really good Norwegian holiday film with the Yule lads come in and having Yule cat pop in and be like, you're trash. I'm gonna take all your stuff. Oh, you didn't do this properly. You didn't buy new clothes. No Christmas for you. You're going to hell. Like that as a concept is insane and screams availability to cinema. And I'm sure that somebody has already done that but in our North American bubble, we don't have easy access to that. It was probably nice. buried on Netflix somewhere. Probably. Oh, they love that scan. They love uh, finding things in Scandinavia and putting them uh, putting it on the platform because they get it dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I agree. Like, I mean, it would be really interesting to know kind of like, it'd be interesting to know, like, like, you know, cause there's, there's like a Bollywood tradition of taking like a, you know, like a North American like blockbuster and just sort of spinning it into a Bollywood film. I wonder if that's ever happened with like holiday type movies where they're like, well, we don't need to make it about Christmas, but we could basically steal because Bollywood films are always about like sort of misunderstandings. Yeah. Family which is like, and I feel like so many Christmas films just rely on like bad communication. Yes. Um, and miscommunication and misunderstandings. Right. Like, it's like yeah. if y'all just talk to each other, but no, we're gonna we're gonna instead turn it into a zany, you know, kind of like overly drawn out like series of miscommunications. Yeah. Um. So well, I mean, it was interesting. I I wanted to get through those like those those films because I mean, this is an interesting thing to me around this idea of like what counts, right? And I mean, I know Die Hard every year. We all love to gather around the fire and rile up Mike Farwell over Die Hard. It's just so easy. It really is. It's 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 his punishment for riling up the cyclists. What a guy. You bring this up around like television shows. Yeah. Always have holiday specials, right? Like every even if it wasn't like a, a like it was just, you know, inevitably throughout the run of a season there was going to be an episode close to Christmas of Friends or whatever. Yeah. So almost every TV series has a thing, but I was curious I want to know like are there any movie franchises that could like build a holiday special around them and one was that got me thinking was somebody pointed out that iron man 3 is kind of a christmasy movie because it takes place at christmas but we're, and i was like and i have a very like sort of selfish reason for bringing this up but which is you know my inevitable we need to somehow reference the fast and the furious in every podcast episode now because it's just become a thing so i'm going to pitch the fast and the festivus the airing of family grievances Ooh. <laughs> oh, the title alone, I would watch. That, right? That's, that's solid. I mean, Marvel has kind of gotten ahead of you on this because they're coming out with a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney+, Plus, which I think is 
mostly going to riff on the the disastrous Star Wars holiday special from the, the <laughs> 70s. Um, oh, Star Wars. Okay, there's an example of one. I would also argue the uh, the Deadpool uh, where, where they did it with Fred Savage um, and they like sanitized it to make Deadpool 2 like okay for kids by like editing the all the not great parts for kids out of the movie. They made it a, a great big uh, Princess Bride parody. Yeah, but that came out at the holiday time, I think, and yeah. was kind of pitched as like a, a very Deadpool Christmas or something like that, if I remember yeah. right. Anyways, but I was curious about other franchises, but I, I, I was like, I got to work the Fast and the Furious into this conversation somehow, and this was the only way I could think of. How do you the first thing that immediately comes to mind for me is something that already exists, right? Like the Downton Abbey always has a holiday and then like a Christmas episode yeah uh, but it would be really easy to tack another 30 minutes onto that and then suddenly you have multiple christmas movies um downton abbey is also just in my head because we just watched the trailer for the second movie and i'm all like oh i was so excited i i mean this we we have talked about the, the 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 theory of ongoing movie franchises where eventually they lose steam so the the larger downton abbey film franchise once it gets to downton abbey 5 They'll have uh, Downton Abbey, the final chapter. Then they'll have a couple more. Then Downton Abbey will go into space. Uh, and then they'll, you know, there'll be the Downton Abbey reboot that uh, keeps the first uh, two as canon, but then uh, redoes number three. Um, you know, this is really just sounding a lot like Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But I am looking forward to Santa Claus is coming to Downton. Yeah. yeah. That, that really is just writing itself. Yeah. I mean, it would be Father Christmas, but. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> Put you in the writing room. Get in there. Make, <laughs> Make my dreams come true. Don't miss the full interview with Anna on Midtown Radio and wherever you get your podcasts.